What's going on, Swagger Nation? McKay Dobbins here. Welcome to Swagger the Podcast, Episode Nine. I'm here with, just like last time, one of the OGs, oh, man. Harry Way back. Acevedo. What's going on, man? Dude, it's a uh, long time coming. It's it's uh, it's crazy to think that I'm actually doing this with McKay because this has been a, a thing that's been talked about for a long time. But good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. I'm stoked. I'm excited. A little nervous, but I'm just all in all like stoked to be <laughs> Dude, here. Dude, Harry's so. a funny guy because Harry is one of the more genuine, authentic deep thinkers one of my best buddies just yeah. all-around good guy and harry loves to overthink things <laughs> i'll say that off the top harry is such a cool guy and oh, i just want to be like dude just chill out you're doing such a good job in <laughs> oh, life you're such a cool guy like don't overthink things bro but so i met harry holy cow it? 16 so i moved here 16? i moved to saint george five years ago and I met you in church, bro. I remember that. You were with Ryan. I hated Ryan for this. The like, first impression of Ryan Gibb, past a few episodes, um, I said something in Spanish, and first thing Ryan says, and I didn't know Ryan, and he was like, uh, we live in like America or something, so we don't speak Spanish here. I don't know, something like that. It's probably not that intense. And from that point on, I'm like, who is this guy? And then McKay was there, and we got to meet up. So it was, yeah, I think it was 15. No, 16. Summer 16. At I think it was, it was summer 16, dude. And if you guys are watching the video right now, Harry looks completely <laughs> different than yeah. what he looked like five years ago. Harry oh was, uh, you know, sh- way shorter hair. Dude, now he's, I just... Please check out the video podcast so you can oh see Harry's luscious locks down yeah. to his chest. My tits. This Mowgli, <laughs> Mowgli out here looking. Yeah. I mean, so day and good. night. I mean, what, what was the last time you cut your hair? Um, Last time, where are we at? 2021. This yeah. is It's probably like summer 17, 2017, summer 2017. What? Four years ago, bro? Wait. Has it been that long? No. Well, okay, what was the last time you had your hair like this, like my length? Your length? Like oh. short. There's, yeah, probably like 18. Oh my gosh. So no, dude. maybe I, like three maybe years I'm, yeah, maybe I'm off by a year. Like, yeah, three years. Wow, dude. Oh, it looks, it looks yeah, good, bro. Yeah, it's, it's a long time coming. There's definitely been times where I'm like, this is stupid. Have you ever been tempted to chop Oh, off? yeah. It's like weekly. Weekly, for sure. For sure. It's like a love-hate relationship. Do you get it like trimmed up? Have you no. no. Oh, once. One, just one time one time I've gotten the ends trimmed up I'm a virgin to long hair I don't do anything and McKay's funny he's always asking like hey dude what product are you using and I'm like ah nothing I don't even know what to put on it Harry just rod off his hair <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he does that I'm yeah. like, dude you gotta like do this and that like, what do I know but yeah. he's like not even not even doing anything and it looks good so yeah. it might just be genetics it's, bro I don't know something something you're doing yeah. so dude tell me dude Tell me who Harry Acevedo is. So, little little backstory. Harry and I have been really good buddies for like five years now. Yeah. And we've had so many just 
heart to hearts. We've both gone through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Over the path, that's a long time, bro. It, we it we is. both lived here for the most part. Yeah. For the whole time, we both moved, and yeah. then we both come back. Yeah. It's kind of um, come and go. Just, dude, you've been through a lot the past five years yeah but just do tell me tell me just tell me about you dude Where, uh, i know you're from here yeah give me a little, little break so down. born in st george obviously grew up in hurricane utah which is like people that don't know like northeast ish from st george about 20 30 minutes out um was there until about 10 years old uh loved it i mean it's got crazy good memories out there even at a young age uh parents got divorced and ever since then then basically moving from place to place within like St. George area, like Washington, Dixie Downs, uh, Green Valley area, parents got remarried and stuff like that. And I've been just sticking around just here in St. George, uh, went to Dixie, graduated in 12, so it's been a minute. <laughs> it's I was crazy, it's almost like 10 years ago, it's been right? It's for me, yeah, it's been Holy nine for cow. you. Jeez, that's crazy crazy yeah dude we're old that was almost 10 years ago bro yeah holy cow i mean i've almost been back on my mission oh that's right so i served an LES mission um 13 to 15 seattle washington it's a great place um if you if you could move back there would you no hell no so you used to say that you would though uh you used to say uh, did i want to move back oh man we love it there no so you wouldn't no i there's just like i think the people man i love them the place it's so beautiful it's so green everything about it's great as far as like i don't mind the rain or the clouds or anything like that because you got family from there right so you're yeah. pretty familiar i could never live there because i would get i would get depressed dude it's no never, you can't ever see the sun no the only thing that got me was the trees uh it's just so many trees and it felt like i was in like a cage so yeah but that and then you know just like people in general there's just too many weirdos up there i love them they're a big part of my life, big part of my heart, but to live there, live there, I couldn't do it. Maybe a year, maybe two, but to live there permanently or anything longer, I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. You know? What was your, when you first got back, dude, because this is different for everyone. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. What, what were you like when you got back? Were you like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that like did you have like things that you were like kind of to do or yeah i mean big one was marriage that's like a, a given for any return missionary uh that didn't work out obviously <laughs> maybe we can get to that later but uh, uh honestly i didn't to be honest I, I didn't get i didn't want to overwhelm myself with like a list of already things to do so i kind of gave myself a year of to just take it easy and which i feel like is awesome yeah i feel like most dudes don't do that yeah no and it was great i mean there's definitely times from a mission type of type of schedule it was like pretty rigorous like morning stuff and you kind of lived off of an hour an hour hour by hour schedule but it was yeah i just kind of was like hey i think i'm gonna give myself about a year to just transition from two different lifestyles and kind of yeah. try to mix the two together so um, then towards that year after that, I did a few semesters at Dixie State, um, and then a little after that, I went into diesel mechanic school at the technical college here at Dixie Technical College, and it was great. And uh, did kind of did the diesel program and went from job to job. And uh, I mean, it was it was all right. I love it. I love the whole car thing, the whole car scene, but. 
to do it for somebody else's car is like the worst thing I found out. Oh, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah, but yeah, it was, jeez, man, I just always think like that is forever ago. It seems forever ago. What, you always say something, what is it? It feels like a lifetime, right? Like a lifetime ago. It's like, yeah, well, like I know, at least for me, yeah. I can look back and say, wow, like I feel like I have different chapters yeah. in my life so far. Yeah. Obviously, like we're, we're both right. super young still, but. I definitely feel like I've turned pages in my life and I can look back and say, wow, that was definitely (laughs) a different chapter. And I feel like I was like a different version of myself. Yeah, holy fuck, you can say the same thing. Dude, oh man. With McKay, it's always a thing where we come in contact. It's it's like the best, 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 best thing. I I cherish it a lot. Is he always brings up old photos (laughs) or videos of just these pictures that we would take or took like way back in the day and just like he said like we just looked so different so different but i mean geez in basketball we would do basketball like we used to play we two or three nights a day for like three hours at yeah, a time we had a crew tuesday nights at least i remember yeah. those tuesday nights and we would get like 15 to 25 yeah. dudes and Dude, it was it's a King's court, so obviously if you lose yeah. you're sitting for like a half hour so oh my you're, gosh you're, yeah you're you're hustling your butts. Like, you don't freaking lose. Yeah, and we had, to, and I feel like, dude, eighty percent of those guys are married and gone. Oh man, they're probably fifth, sixth kid by now or something. Crazy. A lot of them, yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And like, what else? Sleepovers. We just like stay up. So, so late. Harry and I, yeah. So we're both really big <laughs> jazz fans, and so oh man, back in the day. Like the jazz played pretty late occasionally, like especially yeah. with West Coast games, and so. Sometimes Harry would just crash at my place. Yeah. The game would get over like ten thirty. We'd either be pissed or yeah. super super stoked, and then we would just like you just, just crash. Yeah, it was like a movie usually after, and then we just fall asleep. Uh, yeah, I remember too. Just like we just that was just the hangout spot. Just come over, watch Sports Center, and like let's go get food, come back, movie, and like oh, I'm just gonna stay here. And it's funny how <laughs> we've gotten to the point where that's just. <laughs> It's just hard to like do that anymore. Oh my dude. gosh! We're just yeah. going some different it's, places. It, yeah, it would be just that was just its time, I guess, to do that. But now, yeah, it would just be tough to do. But. Yeah. So what are you doing right now? Like I know what you're doing, but to, like tell the listeners yeah. what you're doing. So, um, like as far as like occupation stuff like that with my life, um, I actually <laughs> just quit last Friday. My the job I did have. Didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so. I guess I'm a pretty spontaneous type of person. I've I'll throw this in real quick. Yeah. Harry is probably the most go with the flow guy I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. Like Harry will go live anywhere, work anywhere, do anything just because he wants to. Yeah. I think that's super cool. I appreciate I think, it. Like yeah. most people that would that do that are just bums, dude. And they're just like I don't you know, they're lazy and they don't wanna yeah. work, they don't wanna, you know, stick something out or whatever. Yeah. But you just do it because you want to. No, it's yeah, absolutely right. I um, I just love the experience of it, you know. And, and like economically, nothing big might happen or come out of it. But I think, as far as experience goes, you just can't like replace that. And there's no price for it, you know, for experience. And uh, this last summer, between uh, the summer of twenty twenty. Um, I was supposed to go to Alaska to to drive tour bus. And you were stoked about that. Yeah, like it was a huge ordeal to get like set up and stuff, and uh, I was gung ho and ready for to, to do it. And COVID obviously was 
a huge thing that kind of impacted everybody's life and that was a part of it for me. I ended up not being able to go due to COVID restrictions and flight flights and airplanes and stuff like that that weren't allowing that. So the next best thing was Moab. I did Moab for the summer, drove a bus and uh, I mean, would I do it again? Uh, probably not. This is like a super dirt bag lifestyle. I mean, these people just... So you were just schlepping people around in a bus, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it was a definite experience for sure. Like a lot of growth, that's super personal, but um, yeah, like I wouldn't trade it though, you know, and not, you know, nothing huge came out of it, but just going through it and following through something I think is also like a huge thing is making decisions and sticking with them regardless of like doubt or fear. And again, just looking at it for the experience. It's like, it's done a lot for me for sure. So I, I did that. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do it again. The people are there like in the summertime in Moab, there's probably more people from Colorado than there are like actual people, <laughs> locals from Moab or Utah. And yeah, it's a mess. People wear like the same pair of clothes after work day. They smoke cigarettes, smoke weed, drink, sleep in the same pair of clothes, wake up in the same pair of clothes, do the whole thing over again. Like it's, it is not, not for me, but I did it. It was great. I didn't smoke or anything like that, but just the whole lifestyle. Yeah. Um, kind of a big thing after that was uh, September, um, dad in Mexico uh, with the whole divorce. He lives out there. Um, heart attack. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, hadn't seen my dad about 17 years. So that was a big deal. Um, went out there, saw him first time within the 17 years. Uh, crazy, crazy experience. Just kind of talking about experiences. Um, was tough at the same time, but it was like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders, just being able to know that he's, like being able to see him, um, communicate with him face to face and, What was yeah. it like to see your dad after 17 years? <sighs> yeah, it, uh, I mean, I don't know, like I guess the best way to explain it, like it just, it was, like I, I felt like there wasn't any time to be emotional. It was like, he was there on his, on, I guess his deathbed because the doctors were saying that he wasn't going to make it for a couple of days um, but just being there and I remember I will never forget this when I was there he just kept like feeling my arms and my face and touching me and just like patting me and everything and he was just like man I can't believe that you're here because <laughs> like, the last time he saw me I was like eight or nine so huge huge thing um, but I loved it. I, I plan on going back to seeing him um, this this next summer, or I guess yeah, this summer. Pretty soon. Yeah, he's he's in good spot now. He's doing really good. Um, still waiting for surgery. He has to get open heart surgery to fix whatever. I think something with the aortic valve or hmm. something like that. I don't really know, but but no, it's all good. But going back to where I'm at with work, um, kind of got on a sidetrack. Uh, well, well, I stay on it for a second. Yeah. Dude. Like, well, cause I just want to know, cause I didn't obviously have that experience not having my dad around yeah. for like my 
your developmental yeah. years, right? Yeah, um, for sure. I have a personal question. Do you feel like, I mean, how was that, dude? Like, um, do you have, I mean, yeah. remind me, so you have your, your stepdad, yeah. right? Parents got married shortly after the divorce. Um, so he's been around for a minute, about, what is it, 15, 16, 17-ish years? I don't really know. Um, but as far as, like, my own personal thing, it was honestly, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I know that may come off weird. Um, it was hard. Holy cow. Was it hard? Yeah. There's an understatement. But... Um, a lot of personal growth for sure came out of it uh a lot of deep thinking a lot of like prayer a lot of just meditation a lot of wise and a lot of crying you know a lot of like a lot of everything but i think it's molded me to to kind of who i am and that's where i don't regret it or i wouldn't change it for the world I feel like because of the divorce and how he's been in Mexico, um, I think it's honestly helped our relationship. Um, and I feel at times that our relationship is like really, really good right now. Even though there's distance, I think I wouldn't want there to be a, like, I wouldn't want it to be different if he had been here, like close to me, you know? Yeah. Wow. Um, so I think our relationship is really good. I still feel like we have that father to son relationship where I could kind of lean on his shoulder for a lot of things, you know, as far as those years that he may have missed in person here, I still felt like he was there where I still can confide in him and, and he can still be that, that parent figure in my life. So that's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. How often do you get to communicate with him? Um, off pretty often, honestly, it's about, two or three times a week yeah okay wow yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean throughout the mission I mean, do, you guys, too. do you guys text or yeah it? yeah he's he's not the most savvy with like technology and phone stuff so it takes him a minute but yeah but no like if it's not text um it's phone calls yeah phone Sweet. calls yeah he's really really good and it's crazy to think that we've been doing that for as long as we have but it doesn't even feel like yeah, it's just, you know, sometimes I can call him too, you know, and I call him and we just chat, you know, and he talks to me about his days and kind of tell him about my week and stuff like that. So it's, again, it's it doesn't feel like he's far away, even though he is. Yeah. But I still feel like I can still get that fatherly advice and, you know, that love from him. So it's, awesome, it's crazy. Yeah, I, it's weird. I wouldn't change anything. I mean, distance or nothing or divorce, like... It is what it is, and that's just something too that, I, you know, I don't have control over. There's, you know, and you just learn to live with it and be okay with it, and you know, good things. You know, it's all perspective and attitude. You know, and it took me a minute, obviously, to get that, but I think I'm, I think I'm there. So yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Dude, talk to me about your mom. <laughs> oh man, I love her. She's great. She's just this crazy little Mexican lady. Like she is got the nicest most tender heart ever but like you get on her bad side dude it's like a firecracker she just lets you have it as well like maybe just the kids i don't know but um she's great she kind of went through a little bit of a of a i guess her own little mountain to climb she was um she was diagnosed with cancer pretty recently again throughout the same time in september when my dad had uh, heart attack so it was a, a rough September was one of those months where you kind of like kind of put a lot of trust in 
for me anyway, a lot of trust in like God. And it was just like, hey man, you, you're the man, you know what you're doing, you know what's going on. I'm just here kind of watching, so I'll let you, you know, take the reins. But so she's, she, uh, yeah, so she was diagnosed um, early, early, early stages. So nothing too, too critical, I guess. Um, she had a lump on her chest uh, for breast cancer. And so she got it all checked out. Um, she's, uh, it's all done with now, but she had it removed and then three treatments of uh, radiation. And then she just had her last checkup, I think it was about a month ago and doctors cleared her. So she's, she's good. She's back to normal, back to being herself. So it's, it's all good, but yeah. Last year towards the end was like those like years for sure of growth for me. Yeah. Wow, Just in yeah. like amongst yeah. family, it was a lot. And then my brother had his baby and it was a super preemie baby. It was like 24 weeks or something like that. So it was like right on the, right on the edge. That or was all around like the that. same time. Too, yeah. Right? So yeah, it was a tough, like the last six months of 2020 were, were like a pretty, pretty tough six months to swallow. Yeah, at times. But you know, that was the thing. I was in Moab. I lived in Mexico, and honestly, I was like, "All right." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," you know. Like again, you know, it's like I can fret all day and be mad at God or mad at whoever, but nothing's gonna change, you know. And it's all perspective and attitude. And, kind of a personal thing that I told myself through 2020 was like, just be calm and collected. Just regardless of whatever happened, just be calm and collected. And it stuck with that. me and it was like a, kind of a joke. Like I, when I lived up in Provo, um, getting ready to go to Alaska, I was up there be January to like May of 2020, um, met some good buddies up there. And that was like, the joke was calm and collected. And it stuck with everybody. And I still, to this day, I'm like, just stay calm and collected, calm and collected, you know? Nowadays, you have a bunch of, what is it now? Karens, whatever, you know? Yeah. Where it's like these people that are just go crazy for, you know, the dumbest little, you know, menial things. But just stay calm and collected. So that's kind of what stuck with me. But yeah. Jeez, dude. Yeah. Well, I, I respect that you stay <laughs> calm and collected. Yeah, and right. All that. Tried to. I wasn't perfect, but I tried. Yeah, for sure. Wow, good for dude. Yeah, good for you, bro. I'm, I'm glad your parents are in a better place than they were. Yeah, for sure. Six months ago, that's yeah. crazy. So, so what are you doing? Now? <laughs> Back to the job, right? Yeah. Um, so, with me being who I am and what I am, I guess I, uh, I, I am doing door to door sales this summer no in California way, yeah bro. so yeah this is all within two weeks ago I yeah. last Friday I've been thinking about doing it and I did it and I'm going with a few friends that I met last year uh, between Provo and Moab and stuff like that and again it was just like one of those things where I was just like hey you know what like where I'm at now it's I don't know like I was in a good spot where I'm at with where, where I was at with work yeah I did inside sales for a uh, company that dealt with parts, distributing parts for like commercial vehicles, like semi trucks and stuff yeah. like that, which was again, something I loved. I love the industry of it. I love um, just kind of how 
you know, the store and what we did. Uh, but they were like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, man, you know, and I've had the idea of sales for a while, honestly. Um, you know, I missed out on going with some like high school homies, like right after mission. Uh, and I've always thrown out the idea of, of possibly going, but I didn't want to go alone, you know? Sure, like, yeah. I didn't want to go alone and the friends that I had, even, you know, like you guys, you, Ryan, and a few others, like, you know, and at that time I was dating somebody, so it was like, oh, yeah, I probably, I guess it's not the time for me to go now. But it came up again, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I leave um, kind of in the middle of May, so like a few weeks-ish. Wow, yeah. dude. So what do you, what so do you, we'll see. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, so Vivint, yeah, smart home security i don't even know really. yeah I just so yes. harry is the opposite of us of a summer sales bro so it's really oh, fun yeah he's good for you dude yeah. no i can't so wait. where are you going uh orange county california there by the oh. beach yeah that kind of tenure port area cool dude i know i'm right? actually gonna it's come weird. visit you no dude i hate california no. sorry no well, <laughs> like, i hate california for certain reasons we won't get into them but um I don't know, dude. Again, I'm just all about experience. And again, like I'm not doing it for money's sake or I don't know, like anything else, but just for experience. And, you know, a lot lately with you and just like myself, I've been doing a lot of like podcasts, just listening to podcasts. You send me some, I send you some like and just kind of stuff on my own. And, you know, a lot of it, I don't know if you ever heard of Gary Vaynerchuk. Like Gary okay. V is his, like kind of his name, yeah. But you know he's all about it, regardless of what you're doing. Um, if you're like happy doing it, you're going to be successful, and that's success. You know, if whatever you're doing, you ha- you're happy, you're success. You're successful. Like, and to me that like hit me, like hit me hard. It's like you know whatever I'm doing, as long as I'm happy doing it. To me, that's success. Yeah, you know, and who's to tell you what right. being happy means? Right, exactly. Yourself. And so you know, and that's that's that personal choice of that's all that needs to be like president is that is it's just if you're happy, you know. And then you know, most people I feel like most people that are happy are those that are successful, you know, because they're happy with what they do. Yeah. So, Good you know, for you. Yeah, I'm man. excited for you. Yeah, we'll see. That's a change of pace for you. For Dude, sure. huge, 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 huge. And again, like you said, I am not this vivant, pretty boy, you know, ex-BYU all-star. Like, I am not that at all. I don't rock whatever people, you know, nowadays are wearing. I don't know the lingo. I don't know nothing. Like, and it's just not my, it's just not my gig, but... I figured, you know, it's something that is going to push me to, to do certain things that, you know, I guess I've already done kind of in the mission, you know, kind of same concept, you know, knock yeah. doors, persuade or convince to people to do, you know, to buy whatever I'm selling, I guess, you know, but again, I, I feel like as long as I'm there and I'm happy and I'm there to learn, you know, it's just the unknown is, you know, of of what good can come from it, you know? And I don't know that. And no one knows that from anything as long as it's like, just try it, just try it. 
It's for so, you, man. Yeah, that's that's the surprise, <laughs> I guess. It's sweet, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I mean, jeez, bro. Well, I respect that you're just you're, you're so willing to just try anything, yeah. dude. And um, I feel like a lot of people do things just because they're quote unquote supposed to. Right. Whether yeah. it's I don't know, get married, be in a certain profession. Yeah make a certain amount of money yeah. just because they're supposed to right in whatever stage of life they're in and I respect that you kind of buck the trend yeah you know and I, I don't mean to go against the grain by any means yeah. you know because I mean just doing you, though. yeah there's a lot of people that do that and they're successful and they can be happy um, you know but to some it's like it just doesn't work it just doesn't work for them and I've learned that a 9 to 5 or an 8 to 5 for me doesn't work yeah. you know regardless of how good of a job it may be like I don't want to live day by day living off of an alarm clock, you know, like that's just not my thing. Um, and yeah, you know, again, I don't mean to go against like the grain per se, but, and maybe that's its own trend. It's kind of, I guess, starting to become, but yeah, I don't know. Just, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. No, that's, I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, you, you touched on it a little bit already, but I feel like you're one of the more optimistic people that I know, oh, man. despite Thanks. things maybe not yeah. working out the way that you yeah. anticipated them to. For sure. What what do you attribute that to, dude? Like, where, where do you where where does do it you come find from? that, like, oh, that, that happiness um, and that drive to just do what you want to do, yeah. despite things maybe not working out the way that you expected yeah. them to? Well, jeez, um, that's a good question. Um, not that you have to have a secret recipe, right. just like, what, okay. what's kind of your, your, I don't know, how do you approach? Um, I, I think it's, I think it's having having made the decision um, beforehand, just like this quote of common collected, having having made the decision beforehand of regardless of what does happen to any situation or scenario, um, just yeah, I guess for me that quote was in my head like, hey, regardless of what happens, you've already made that decision to act this way when shit happens or whatever, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it, to me, it's not that hard nowadays because I've already established and made decisions or made that decision. Um, but if I were to do it any other way where like something happens and I'm like, oh man, this and this and this and this, like, I feel like I'm already setting myself short. But if I can think of one thing that it comes off of maybe, well, here's the, here's the funny know. thing is you, know. you can't even figure it out, which I think is awesome, yeah. dude. It's not, you don't have to like attribute it to anything. I yeah. just think it's cool that you go with the flow. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I, I feel like there are a lot of things that yeah. have happened to you outside of your control Yeah. Um, recently and maybe just overall and, and you, you come out of it, yeah. at least from a, you know, a third an outside person. perspective, yeah. it sounds like you come out of things it looks like you come out of things like a better person. Do you feel I like hope, that's yeah. Holy fair cow. To say? Yeah, you know, even, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I, think so. And it don't get me wrong, like, it took a long time. Like, it wasn't a thing where it's just like, oh, you're happy, Harry, like, all of a sudden. Like, there's definitely moments within the five years of McKay's and I's, you know, friend relationship that, you know, we were both at times I remember where we were in like a slump and 
and it takes a bit, you know, and where McKay's at now, where I'm at now, obviously it's day nine from when we were in those moments, but you know, a lot of learning. And I think it's a lot of self growth and a lot of those like late nights where you're just on your bed and your head and your mind's restless and you just learn to control those things. You know, you learn to control um, your own thoughts and your own, like your own attitude and perspective of just being able to say to yourself, hey, I don't have control of this, regardless if I cry, if I'm bitter or angry or mad or whatever, like it just won't change. And controlling your mind to being okay with the scenario and learning to like switch that and being okay. Instead of throwing a pity party story of where my life's at and why it sucks, it's like just sack up and be like, hey, like, what am I gonna do about it? And it took me a while, again, it's not like this day and night thing. It took me forever and, uh, you know, I dated a girl off and on for about three years. I, you know, and it was a very great experience because we're not dating now and she's great. Like, I wish her the best and I hear she's doing really well and that's awesome. But within those three years off and on, like there was a lot of deep, dark times for me, you know, where I was depressed and I was in the state of mind where I didn't have that control of my mind. Um, but even time after when we finally broke up, uh, it still took a while for me to get over that. And so but it's a long time to date someone though. It is. Yeah, no, it was I mean she's she's great. She's fantastic. A lot of like reasons why I did love her and like her. Um things just didn't work out. Again, I don't hold anything against her. I don't wish her bad. Um and we just were in a situation where it was a tough situation. Like, you know, a decision was at that point of of marriage or not and we were both kind of up in the air on it within those three years. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it was uh, a toxic relationship. Yes, not like any fault or blame to one specific person. It's just because we had a hard time making that decision, but we decided to, you know, come back, go, come back and, you know, get back together and stuff. So a lot of, a lot of learning, like, holy cow, a lot of learning. And again, just like my parents divorced, like I don't wish it any different, you know, even though it was three years and I am on the older side of the YSA scale, right? <laughs> but I don't, I don't like wish, wish that to be different, so. Yeah, what, yeah. I mean, what helped you get through the hard times, man? Is it yeah. a lot of different things? You've, you've kind of talked about it a little bit. But. Yeah, um, you know, it was, man, uh, I think for me, it was just getting out of the house was a big thing, you know, because you get in this like dogmatic schedule of your work, you get home, you do whatever, play video games, or you just sit in your room, watch Netflix. And I remember my room, like after I got over that hump, I like, I felt like my room was the trap where I would just get into this room of mine and that's when it would all come right those thoughts of self-limiting beliefs and oh this and blame and hate and depression and so i think for me was just to get out 
you know, during those three years of dating, um, I before would I was very active. You know, basketball was a huge thing. Um, I would go mountain biking, rock climbing, hiking, camping, like all of these things that were outside. So when I was st stuck in my mind, um, just living basically out of my room was honestly the worst thing for me was that I wouldn't like think anything else but just that room so I remember once that habit would go away it was like that's when like I kind of saw the light at the end of the tunnel you know crazy huh no good for yeah. you dude <laughs> it's it's crazy how tangible actions like that mm -hmm. can have such a yeah. big effect I feel like we try to get too grandiose with it yeah it's Sometimes it starts with just getting out and doing something. Yeah, it really does. For sure. Dang, For sure. Dude. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about... So, if you know Harry, Harry's... I, I call you a hopeless romantic. I feel like <laughs> yeah. you have... You know, and I, I own it. I own which it. Which is great, I love dude. It. Oh. I, Whether that's in a from a relationship perspective or just in general yeah. harry's very much so you <clears throat> know, over the top fairy things, tale yeah. ending <laughs> yeah holy god go by you know yeah want to be big and dramatic and that's awesome yeah. dude i used to be that way for sure like yeah i can just think of that valentine's right with the whole candle set up and things yeah it was a big deal and i don't know i guess i don't know like love languages like that's probably one of the ones I that I have. It's just like that service or little things like that, gift giving and stuff like that. Yeah. But talk to me a little bit about and you can be as in depth or, yeah. or not as you want to. Yeah. That three years, dude. Yeah. So we don't have to mention who it was, obviously, yeah. but you, you had a really long, drawn out <laughs> back and forth, up and down relationship yeah. with someone. Yeah. That I obviously know affected you pretty yeah. deeply. Yeah. Just talk to me about that, dude. Yeah. That was a that it, was a big thing in your life for a long huge. time. It's huge. Yeah. Huge, huge. And uh um yeah, I guess it all started out. It was honestly a pretty funny story. Um we met uh I was in her YSA ward, um, and our good buddy, Crescent, uh got invited to a game night and she it was at her place basement kind of apartment deal um, and from that point on we just kept getting invited to come and come and then later it was her and her cousin would then invite us and come over just to hang out not even for game nights and then like that was the spot like that was the, we were there I was there with another buddy like every night um, got to know her and, and her cousin more and more and then jokingly her cousin would always be like so when are you going to make out with her and I'm like what and like coming from me I didn't date anybody in high school or nothing until after mission I had only kissed at that point two people in my life so like I was very like oblivious to a lot of like cues and hints you know she's I'm like what are you talking about I'm not going to kiss her we're friends you know uh, we go to a jazz trip, and which you actually didn't go. You missed out, which is still a funny, funny thing to bring up. I was so pissed about that. <laughs> yeah, game time. winner, game winner, man, crazy. Um, and then uh, we kissed that that night after the jazz game, 
and then a few weeks later we go on a trip with our with our ward like a humanitarian trip in mexico got to know each other even more and yeah we just hit it off my first official girlfriend was was this person and i mean i was head over heels completely like i was definitely the first one to say love you uh first one to do everything and she was like kind of like hey hold on like wait a minute you grow too fast and this was me my first time so i'm like super new to everything and i'm like okay guess yeah i guess i'll not say that and, but anyway um so yeah it was good it was like you know smooth sailing is all uphill uh and then we kind of hit this plateau where it just like died out you know she left to to do a nanny thing out in new jersey for a little bit um and we still kept in contact she got back and i think from that point on is when that was already after our first or her uh, first initial breakup um and she left and we had still kept in contact and i think from that point like i said it was like plateaued it's just sitting just straight line straight bar um and we just decided to keep coming back to each other you know two or three times um and i think that's where it, it started like to be toxic again not any fault or blame to anybody i think it's just because i wanted to get married she was kind of up in the air there's moments where she wanted to get married um but didn't really necessarily communicate that so i kind of just waited and waited and waited and waited um again there was times too where we didn't agree on everything there's a lot of things that we didn't agree on um i look back I, there's things i regret obviously i wasn't perfect again my first first go at it at the dating scene um and yeah there's things i i wish i would have done differently but it is what it is um but all in all it was just a cycle of hey let's get married no maybe yeah whatever and and then it goes from one year to two years and to three years into doing that like it gets you it gets you and it weighs on you because a lot of it was me thinking like man if i do x y and z i'm gonna win her right and i would try it you know whatever it was i would try to do exactly letter per like letter for letter like to do what were those things and it didn't work and i would be like man and even more hard on myself and beat myself up and that's where i think it really where i really tanked as far as like depression goes where i just had no self-confidence no self-esteem and then i don't even remember it's probably sometime in 19 on 2019 i think around october is when i finally was like able physically able to be like hey you know what if i if we can't have a commitment or if you can't commit to a certain level then like i just can't do this and she knew that too obviously she knew that it wasn't going anywhere and that it was at a point where it was yeah it was toxic and um we couldn't there wasn't any sort of commitment so i said all right like this is it like this this is it i'm not we're not coming back we're not going back together gave her a last kiss turned around and done yeah donezo and like i said even after that it was a good minute where it i was still stuck in my mind of like oh you're this you're that you're this you're that and obviously going through a breakup and trying to move on after a three-year relationship is 
regardless not easy you know so yeah and to uh, you would i mean you had done that like like four or five times <laughs> that i had seen where you would say yeah you know i'm right done right yeah what got you over that hump to say this is actually the time where i'm done moving on yeah um it was i think something like you said i already knew i needed to do i just really believe that she was the one and she may have like i guess she could have she could have been if she, like we were in the same mindset together um but we weren't there um and so i still believe then like i was still in denial like no she's the one she's the one like i love her i've had over heels for like all of these things and um and I think that's where, like, there was, I remember one night where it was like, this is not going to happen. And I accepted it. And I think that's what kind of game put me at ease, where I was physically able to, for me to tell her, the one that was always like, marriage, 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 you know? Um, and, yeah, and it was hard for her, too. Like, yeah, I, I remember after I had said that, and that night where I, you know, last kiss, walk away, and that was it. I remember she she was trying to reach out and trying to you know just because she still had feelings for me just like i did to her um you know she tried to still reach out and have me come around you know and i was like i can't i can't like we can't do this you know and this isn't just for me this is like for us like i can't go back even though like I want to and I would die to I just couldn't do it I remember there was a night where I picked her up and we had a talk and she was obviously really down and she had a rough day with just the whole thing and um, we talked we watched the sunset and on the way back home dropping her off she goes to try to kiss me and obviously I'm like oh no like of course I wanted to and it was like the biggest thing for me to to say no and it killed her like she started instantly crying and I felt horrible but again at that point I had already made a choice and a decision to be like look this isn't going anywhere this is what's best for both of us is we need to just separate and move on and so we did it I mean I guess I did it but I mean she still and it took time for both of us. It wasn't like, oh yeah, we're done. Yeah, three years. Cool. See ya. Bye. And like, we moved on. Like, it took. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, I didn't. I, didn't, you know, at that point, I unfollowed her on social media, not because of her, just because it was a tough thing for me. It was, you know, personally hard to, you know, watch pictures or videos or stories and and try to move on. But, you know, it was something that just needed to happen and we made that I made that choice and you know it's you know I think I don't know but I think she's dating someone which is fantastic I think that's great like that she deserves it wholeheartedly she deserves it and even though I'm not necessarily dating or found somebody else like I think we're just both in better places so yeah it takes a lot of maturity to say yeah that, dude. well it took time for sure like there's definitely moments where I was bitter and oh blame and pointing fingers and whatnot but again it's like it was tough on both of us regardless of of 
selfishness and who you know and I could have said 10 things on why I was you know I had been the one that was wronged and whatever but yeah yeah what what helped you just get through that man that's kind of a yeah blanket question to ask um geez uh like you know going back to the whole thing of just going back out like literally going outside was probably <laughs> i mean as little as that may be like for me that was huge um i started reading books which i don't do i started honestly that was when i actually started a small business that i ran for a little bit before i was supposed to go to alaska i did junk removal stuff and that was like kind of a huge hype for me because it allowed me to like build myself back up as like as a person as that's like my confidence um i did that and i obviously stopped because i was supposed to go to alaska it didn't work out so i'm like sweet and then when did moab but again it's like these you know from something that was so traumatic for those three years i think kind of set me up for the next three years or the next you know and maybe in those three years have it maybe let's see we're 19 20 21 yeah so you know it's like maybe those three years set me up for something else to kind of like get ready for and so yeah who knows yeah that's awesome dude yeah i just respect that you've obviously had a lot of really emotionally taxing <laughs> yeah. things happen to you over the past few years yeah i think it's cool that you've decided that things outside of your control yeah. are outside of your control right and you just decided hey this is who I am, regardless of what yeah. happens to me. You're just gonna move forward. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, yeah. dude. Absolutely, and yeah, no, dude. I, it's been weird. Like I am all about experience. I think that's like kind of my, my, my motto is just experience things and take it for what it is and take it for face value because you don't know what you could learn and or miss. You know, a lot of times I listen to a quote by. I don't even know what movie it's from, but it was, um, if you look back on the past, you like, you skip over the future, you know? And it's super true because if you're just stuck on the past, you know, with me, I can, you know, name multiple things. You can too, anybody can. Like, we just miss out on what's there in front of us, you know, because we're so focused on something else that's behind us. So it's just like, why would I do that? That's stupid. <laughs> it's just dumb. So, yeah. Dude. <laughs> that, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I, I, mad respect for for how you've handled yourself. Yeah. And the place you've been able to get yourself to despite despite yeah. everything that you've, that you've been through. Yeah. Dude, talk to me about another awesome quality that you have oh, is you're just you're a nice guy dude oh and man. you always what? treat people super oh, super man. well and you're always just inclusive and you're you're complimentary and you ask people yeah. about themselves Jeez. like what where does that come from dude like oh man i you know it's i mean i i the first person that comes to my mind is is my mom i guess you know my mom is as much as she can be that crazy Mexican lady, like she is the sweetest, most kindest person. Other, like outside of her family, she's probably more kind to like a stranger than to me, 
not really, but like, you know, you know what yeah. I'm trying to say? Yeah. I mean, she would give, I mean, there'd be times where I remember my mom and stepdad would go on trips to Zion's and like middle of the hike, they would meet somebody that doesn't have a place to stay. And my mom was like, oh, just come over to our house and stay. And they would like bring these random people just to stay over the night and feed them dinner and they would leave. And to me, like that is, uh, I don't know, I just, growing up seeing stuff like that all the time, like people at my house and my mom feeding people and like just being that person. I think it's definitely something that I saw as a young kid and would be like, and now I'm just, I do that. And sometimes it's not even out of, I don't like look out for opportunities to get like seen doing things, I guess, but it's just, I guess I'm pretty keen to it. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't consider myself like the nicest guy. I've definitely had my moments. Um, definitely opinionated. I've definitely like have my ways of thinking, which aren't like in line with a lot of people like I would bet, but I think it's just the whole idea of just looking people at face value, um, regardless of past and regardless of like what they may have done because it's like we all have our own stories like we all have our own our own journeys our own mess ups and it's like you know it, I don't have any right to be like or to shame anybody of of what they are or what they believe in just because of that like you know looking at people I think is important to just recognize yourself as well and look at yourself in the mirror and be like dude who else is doing that to me you know who else is looking at me and being like oh that kid yeah he he's a nobody he's this he's wild he's crazy he's got long hair you know he's like you know he's fat <laughs> you're, you're not bro <laughs> but yeah I, I think just being nice is just easier it's just easier fair enough dude yeah, yeah. I mean to add on to that yeah you do a lot of tangible things. You're not just nice, but you do a lot of tangible things. You, quote unquote, serve people. You're always with like the missionaries, yeah. doing things. What drives you to spend your own time doing yeah. stuff for other people like that? It's just um, I feel like it's just understanding that if I can be like an answer to someone's prayer or something like you know that's exactly what i needed for somebody else um and those are just opportunities those are just opportunities regardless if we ask for or not i feel like service to others is a daily given that is for everybody it's just a matter of us choosing and deciding to do it um i'm sure you know there's many times where we see people on the side of the road and you know you see like how many cars pass by you know you think every one of those people had that same opportunity to stop you know and it's just are you going to be one of those that stop or that keep going you know um so i think it's again making that decision beforehand and be like in the middle of the beginning of the day either in like you know your own studies or prayer or your own schedule morning schedule it's just deciding like okay am i going to be which person and and making that decision means the rest of the day it's easy because you don't have to like, oh man, what do I do? What do I do? It's like, oh yeah, I already made that decision. You know, I'm doing it. You know, so it's just like you know, you know, and my buddy Jefferson Clements, 
dude, J.K. Clementis, dude, homeboys, mission companions. Uh, he actually told me a quote, um, and I love it. You know, he he would tell me, um, you know, you you win the morning and you win the day. You know, it's like if you can rock your morning schedule, whatever that may be, like you've already won the day. And so I think that just includes, you know, making those decisions of the what ifs throughout your day and deciding what you're going to do, you know, so. Good for you, man. Yeah. Dude, I love it. Yeah. Let's end it on oh, some no. fun notes, dude. Oh, man. Tell me your biggest annoyance because you're a mechanic <laughs> and you're good with cars and um, tell, your, tell me your biggest annoyance that the everyday person does to their vehicle that you're just like, what the heck are you doing? Oh yeah. Easy. Um, when people don't use their, their parking brake, like the emergency brake, the lever or whatever on a okay. car, that to me, I don't know why it's like an OCD, just, it's a pet peeve. Like it drives me crazy Interesting. when like someone's on the like incline, decline hill or not. And they just, Throw it in park, let go of the brake, and you just, the car like lunges. You get that? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, dude. Like, what you're doing to the car is so much stress to the transmission, the gears. And they're like, oh yeah, no, I do this all the time. And I'm like, that's why there's this parking brake, you know? It's not really an emergency brake, it's a parking brake, you know? So it can hold like the weight of the car and stuff like that. That's by far the one for me huh okay yeah. so if you got that parking brake whatever emergency brake please use it please use it tell me one thing that everyone should know how to do when it comes to car mechanics that's like simple that maybe most um, people don't know how to do it's actually a funny story with my ex uh she actually have a video of it which is it's always a funny laugh when it comes up on so uh Snapchat stories or memories, but uh, like adding windshield wiper fluid, like okay. it's it's funny. Like she was like, "Hey, I need help," and I remember in the video I asked like, "Oh, what do you do?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm changing my engine," <laughs> even though it's a joke. But yeah, windshield wiper fluid I think is like if you don't know that or like an oil change, yeah, that's I don't think I mean you're on the verge of. You shouldn't be driving, yeah. I think, but okay. I mean, I guess to his his own. <laughs> there you go, dude. Yeah. Give me um, one one tip for growing out your hair, dude. Oh my gosh, growing out your hair! I I mean, I don't know. I didn't really do anything, but just maybe that's do the key, it. dude. Yeah, it's t like it is. Uh, like I said, love hate relationship. There's there's like that first year where it's you look so horrendous and nasty <laughs> your hair's too long it's long enough to like get in your face and everything but it's short enough still where you can't like put it in a bun or tie it up and you just look like a bush like just bad 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 um if you can get past that first year of that awkward stages you're golden did you wear a lot of hats? Yeah, hats are lifesavers for me. I know. I mean, I don't know if you can wear them or not, but hats for sure because you can just kind of hide it all, and you know your hair just settles in. But you get all your face. I mean, nowadays with my hair, it's just like waking up and you're like 
suffocating yourself sometimes. It's, it's all over. Showering too is a nightmare. Just like showering with hair longer yeah. is a nightmare. But secrets, I don't know. There's, I mean, McKay's thrown out a lot of good tips on the whole hair thing. He's always, he's always trying to get me to go see uh, his boy Eli, which I will, I will, I will for sure. I haven't yet, and it's been like three years since he's been asking me about it. And I feel bad because I know, I mean, he's not, you know, sending me to a bad spot. So, but I'll, I'll go. Uh, but I don't know. Like, what, is, what would you tell me? The oils and stuff, certain. Like, was Dude. argon oil or something like that? Or? Whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. If it's nothing, keep doing it. Oh, it, man. It it's, good. I hope, man, because I've always wanted long hair. I never could have it growing up. My mom was that type. You know, that mom, no, short hair, nothing long past the ears, you know? So now I have, like, I don't even know. It's, it's, it's got to be, like, a couple feet, maybe. Yeah, it looks good, though. So, thanks, man. Well, Harry, I love you, man. I appreciate you coming on, dude. I, I always cherish our moments we can just chat. And for sure, for just sure. Just dive in, get, you know, nitty-gritty with yeah. whatever it is we're going through. So I appreciate you opening up and no. just telling us about you, dude. Yeah, and no, I mean, just to kind of throw a little spotlight to McKay, McKay is a huge influence in my life. I mean, from when we met, you know, we hit off with basketball, the jazz, sports, and but there's so much more to McKay that you you know us you know us we don't get to see. But he is you know a man of man and he's a huge influence in my life. So I appreciate and what he's doing now. I mean, this was I remember we've talked about this or podcasts and YouTube for a good minute and you finally did it, which is a huge. I commend you huge for that and I admire that. And so I think you you're doing what you're doing and you're doing like fantastic. So. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. That means a lot. Thanks, dude. Well, I appreciate everyone tuning in and listening. Swagger the Podcast, Episode 9. Check us out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Check us out on YouTube as well. And uh, appreciate you guys. Appreciate Harry. For sure, man. See you guys next time. Peace. Later.